Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank Discussion with Passion on CJD 800. Coming up after 10.15, Maître Linda Hammerschmidt will join us. She will answer all of your family law questions. So if you have any, please send them along and uh, we'll get those going for you after 10.15. But first... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with Passion at 514-800. That's where you can text me. You can also call at 514-790-0800, especially when uh, Metro Linda Hammerschmidt is with us. That way you, you can give her as many details as she needs. Uh, you can also email me to laurie at drlaurie.com. So I got this uh, letter uh, by email. If you remember the young girl who caught her father with another guy and so she's been giving us follow-ups along the way which I think uh, we appreciate and we've been able to help her along the way. Uh, Good day Dr. Lori. A lot has happened since I last wrote you. Last Sunday was Father's Day and instead of calling him I texted him. I had no immediate reply but a few minutes later he called. At first I was not going to answer but I did. I wished him happy Father's Day again and he thanked me and we spoke for a bit but nothing about the incident. My gay girlfriend has been a great help introducing me to a gay guy who helped me with some questions and there's a bunch of stuff and then uh, he told me many guys and men experiment and it does not mean they are gay then my friend told me ask your dad ask him if he prefers men over women or if he is bi I thought about it and I called him yesterday afternoon I put the question right at him No delay, he said, I'm not gay or bi. I do not remember word for word what he said, but it was something like this. I was experimenting and only did it a few times. I love your mom and I'm trying to work it out. I cannot change the past, but I'm trying to have a future with you and your mom. Your brother has not spoken to me since that night, so I have another mountain to climb. The reason I'm messaging you is because I was listening to last night's show and someone asked about me and how I was doing. I was surprised that a total stranger would care and I want to thank that person. I learned a lot from your Boomer show too. It was the first time in a while I smiled and laughed a little. I'm not the only teen who listens to your show. I think you are the mom we can turn to with problems and ask advice because our moms may have a heart attack at our questions or problems. I am trying, Dr. Lori. I really am. Will I get over this or will that image haunt me forever? You know, it'll, the image will fade into the background as time goes on and you get on with your life and you start figuring stuff out for yourself. Let your parents figure out what needs to be figured out. I think you can take a step away now from, from this. Your father is still your father, regardless of whether he's straight, gay, bi, whatever he is, he will always be your father and uh, develop a relationship with him on whatever terms, but make it so that this let th- these are adult issues that he has to deal with with um, his wife, your mom. So um, yeah, it'll be a while. I mean, those images may, may, may come into play, but he's still your dad and he's still the man that you have loved and he still has all the other traits that uh, he has and, and you can't forget about that about that either. So um, if you need somebody to talk to though, it's important that you reach out, maybe reach out to a therapist or, or a counselor or someone who can help you just make some sense of it if you need to. But it sounds like you're coming to terms with a lot of it. You're getting information, you're keeping the communication open with your dad and all that is, uh, 
is really good. Just try and not be too judgmental of your father and understand that maybe he's searching himself and maybe he doesn't know and maybe he doesn't want to admit whatever he is. He's he's certainly not completely straight, I can tell you that, but again, is it important to put a label on it until they and he uh, figures it out? Someone says, did she just call the mom? Um, did who just call the mom? Well, somebody told the mom anyway. I think the dad told the mom. Um, about it so it, it did blow up and it did um, it did come out the whole secret came out uh, texture writes good for her smart young lady so that's feedback uh, for you there too um, I wrote to you the other night about the guy I met on chat from high school 40 years ago and guess what he's still lying I feel like asking him what is your purpose for lying like stop already you're too old for this nonsense and by the way so am I move on I've decided not to answer his chats and hope he gets the message and goes away I'm curious what you think he's lying about and how sure you are that he's in fact lying I wonder Another texter says, and let the teenager know that I'm sure all the listeners like me care about her. Uh, yes, and I, I think she really feels that. And and this is why I'm so grateful for this community that we have created together. We call it the Passion Community. And um, and you, you need to know, all of you who text in and respond and give encouraging words, that you have an impact. You have an impact on others who are suffering and struggling and reaching out. So when you respond, it is really helpful. And it, it, it ends up being, feeling like, and being like one big, um, like a, a group, you know, a, a group session or a, a, just like a real community coming together, supporting one another. So on behalf of uh, everybody who has struggled, called in, and who you have helped, I want to say um, a big, uh, a big thank you. Uh, let's see. Since the bars will be opening up, bar owners could try the old style that my uh, 87-year-old father talks about, where they would have tables with telephones on them with a number lit up and guys would call the girls from another table and chat example table five calling table three i never heard of this that's really cool idea actually uh seeing as the girls and guys cannot sit close and probably less schmoozing going on no dancing etc it could add some fun entertainment just like yesteryear i could actually see the older crowd getting a kick out of it not a bad idea maybe um propose it to your local uh, bar, hangout, whatever. I think that, that actually might be fun. A couple of texts here. I especially appreciate the follow-ups. So thank you, uh, young lady, for sending in your follow-ups because we all do care about what's happening to you. Um, Hi, Dr. Lori. I hope the teenage girl's mom is doing okay. The, da the dad sounds confused and maybe a bit self-centered, oblivious to the harm caused to others. The girl is very level-headed through all this. I hope she'll get more peacefulness soon. Thank you. And I think we, uh, yes, we all, uh, we all can agree with you on that. Someone says, that's so cool with the phones on the bar tables. Somebody do it, right? Just do it. I'm sure it would uh, go over really well. Um, 
Dr. Lorraine, just to let you know, I received an email from my daughter. I've told her about your show. She listens during her lunchtime with some friends, and they love your show. Your show is at 10 p.m., but she's in Sydney, Australia, so it's 12 noon there. They call it Lunch with Lori. (laughs) That's so fun. Thank you. So we have listeners in Sydney, Australia. So big shout-out. Uh, to Dennis's daughter out in uh, Australia and to all the uh, lunch with Lori ladies or people who are who are listening appreciate that very much uh, let's see <laughs> hi Dr. Lori I would like to send a soda to Sue Ann at table three <laughs> that's good uh, th- that phone format was popular in the early 50s you know I do not have a rep mind you I, I okay I wasn't around in the early 50s but I don't have a recollection of seeing that in the movies or anything or in uh, in media but that would be really fun uh yeah unfortunately we call them cell phones today just write your number on a napkin and ask the waiter to bring it to her or him well that's true too there's uh, there's that option right and then the person can call or not call uh, or text or not text. So there's a, there's another way of meeting people, the old-fashioned, kind of old-fashioned way, with a twist of new technology. Uh, coming up, Maitre Linda Hammerschmidt will join us. So get your questions in. If you're struggling with uh, divorce questions, separation, custody issues, anything of the sort, she's our family law attorney who will answer all of your questions tonight. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. It's that time of the month when uh, Methelinda Hammerschmidt joins us. She does so the last Thursday of every month. And uh, she's here to answer your family law questions. Linda, how are you? How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing in uh, COVID times? Oh, I'm doing fine. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to having to try to figure out virtual trials, however, I can tell you that. Uh-oh. Tell me uh, what's going on uh, with that. Well, you know, uh, that'd be a good question if only I could answer it. We <laughs> took a virtual course about it, and I'd say that half of the people who were taking it Either we're writing in they couldn't hear or they couldn't see. That bodes really well for actually having to run a trial. Oh, gee. I think there's a lot of lawyers are going to be on antidepressants soon. <laughs> God. Oh, no. Oh, no. So is this where it's going, where they want to have virtual trials? Well, it's going that way for the moment because we're not out of this pandemic and, you know, we haven't, you know, the second wave hasn't even hit yet and God only knows for the future. But uh, I still have no idea, quite frankly, how it's really going to work, where, where if you subpoena somebody, for example, you subpoena records from the bank, they're not coming to my house, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> They're not exactly. going to the other side's house. Are they going to the court? If I'm at my office having a trial, where I... I Many Nobody questions knows. remain to be answered. All so, I know is I got a very large headache this afternoon. Oh, no. <laughs> so the courts have not reopened. 
Well, they've reopened in the sense that they're reopening by you either send in your proceeding and a letter to a judge who's called the juge de triage, and they, like, wade through whatever request they get and decide who can be heard via telephone or by letter or on virtual Zoom or who knows. Mm -hmm. Uh, But regular trials have not yet started up again. This is only for urgencies, but the the trial thing is is there in the not-too-distant future. God help us all. And I don't even understand myself, if I was sitting there, how you're supposed to judge the credibility of people testifying Right. For all you know, the toilet. <laughs> well, they could be anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Part of this conference <laughs> today was about, you know, being careful what the backdrop is, wherever you're sitting, right. with your screen on. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. But what was really hysterical is at one point, one of the people that was giving this conference were looking and said, What the hell is that? <laughs> the 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 screen, I guess, in which you're supposed to actually see the person was pointing at the ceiling. Oh yeah, well, so I, we were seeing the ceiling lights. So I said, okay, that's good. That's better but than uh, was, than than your naked spouse walking behind you to get to the bathroom. Or I, there was a one woman who did a report. I don't know for some media news outlet, and she must have been in her dressing room or something, and in the in the mirror. You could see her husband taking a shot. It was the wildest thing, and she was oblivious to the whole thing. So, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. And one person, they were showing what not to do, and at one point there was somebody giving, you know, on a Zoom conference supposedly, and there's their unmade bed in the back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly, but a shower—that that that that's good. That yeah. was, yeah. <laughs> that was and funny. then and then to cap that off, we were for fun watching uh, an episode of All Rise right after that because their end episode this season had been a virtual trial. Okay, <laughs> and oh. of course, even though everybody's on their computers or whatever, the the greffier at the court goes all rise <laughs> you see everybody get up and all you see are waistlines right 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 well there's the <laughs> there's the other thing you better be dressed from top to bottom at that point yeah right because a lot of people are doing but, zoom what, with just at the pause i can't run out and and, and suntan <laughs> better turn your image off <laughs> right there <laughs> there's a lot to learn about these things it's like turning you know when you have to mute like people who are on there don't know that they should mute themselves and they're talking in the background yeah, it's like yeah, it, yeah. it can be quite messy if everybody but, involved but doesn't know it's already all the rules. stressful for everybody in the process to be at a trial and now you know if if the sound goes off or the picture freezes or whatever, it's just going to add, which is why I said we're all going to be on antidepressants. Yeah, it is going to add a lot of stress, I think. Uh, or this... those bottles of water on your table are really going to be filled vodka. with vodka. That's right. Uh, this text wrote in, my heart goes out to the legal community having to do their stuff virtually. Yeah, we'll yeah, be uh-huh. thinking of you. If you need help, I'll help you as much as I can. I'm, I'm like... And your client doesn't even have to be beside you. I mean, they could be at their house, supposedly, right. or whatever, and, or on the phone, or who knows what. Oh, my God. Right, right. It's going to be a nightmare. 
Yeah. What What's happening to the backlog now of all these divorces and, you know, all the, these well, things? Well, that's that the problem. At the moment, they're still only dealing really with urgencies, urgent requests in various either the family files or even in civil cases uh, like uh, seizures and injunctions and, and uh, alimentary and child support, mm-hmm. whatever, but full trials like to get a divorce or to modify your divorce, that's not yet happening and you know how who knows how how long it's going to take to get through what was already postponed right. never mind what's coming for the future that's interesting for people who have been who have been uh, like where everything is settled and they're just waiting for their the the finality of the divorce papers in the mail kind of thing well you know, that, that that part shouldn't be a real problem per se it, it's the people who are filing their their procedures now to get a divorce and even if it's amicable at this point in time by the time you get through everything who knows right there's only so many people to go around to deal with the uh, piles and piles of papers stacking up so what about um for people who want to get like civilly married can uh, (laughs) oh i care no offense but I know, I know I you do. getting them divorced. You want me to now also get them married? And and by the way, you do that, so why don't you know? Well, first of all, uh, yes, you're right. I've I've managed to officiate at three weddings. However, you have to do all these court paper things, and then you have to file the court papers at the courthouse. Yeah, so yeah, I, but but you're able to. I understand. Even with it, instituting proceedings and divorce, you can uh, mail them in, oh, okay. you can have them couriered there, or whatever. Right. Yeah. I suppo- and, and people are allowed to actually go to the court, but I haven't been there, so I don't know what kind of garb they expect you to wear: right. masks, shields, right. you know, uh, hazmat suits. Who knows? I can I can see the people getting married in their beautiful suits, but then have to wear a mask. Who mask? Yeah. You know, it's like you might as well get an officiant who just gets the court's approval and then get it done elsewhere outside of the courtroom, I suppose. Yeah, just do the paperwork and then have somebody in your living room. Yeah, that's uh, quite true. I've been talking to a few people who are going down that route who have canceled weddings. Well, it might give people more time to decide if they really actually should be getting married. Well, certainly during these times, uh, because it's a, a pressure cooker for relationships, as they say. Yeah. So for sure. Um, here, a texter wants to know, I don't know if you know, would know this answer. It's not a family law question. What are the legal implications for businesses like a takeout restaurant that want to refuse clients who refuse to wear face masks that protect the employees who must wear face masks to, masks to protect clients? First of all, businesses can set their own policies. Like, for okay. example, you've heard of Costco who are not allowing people to come in if they don't wear a mask. Not here, not in Montreal. Uh, yes, I believe so. Well, <laughs> I was just there, and I would say about 70% were not well, wearing masks. Well, maybe they relaxed it because there was a protest. I don't know. Oh. But theoretically, companies, businesses like that, they can set the policies of what you do or don't do or are allowed to do or how many are in the store, you know, uh, wash at those little stand-up machines that they now have nine nine times out of ten every time I put my hands under the tap nothing comes out <laughs> like I'm swearing and cursing so then I spit on myself to pretend I wash my hands so that I can dry them off so I can get on with my day 
<laughs> so, yeah, uh, there's no a rule that says that uh, from the government at the moment uh, to say you have to wear masks. They're not mandatory uh, across the board, but each business can decide how to okay. deal with that so long as it's not, you know, they're not doing cavity searches. Well, yeah, okay. Uh, some <laughs> another texter said they agreed with me. They were also at Costco, and there was no such thing. I think it was. It's only in the states that, or oh, maybe well. somewhere else, but not certainly not the Costco in the West Island. And it said neither is Walmart or IG on the West Island. I haven't found anywhere. Oh, I thought I thought it was the one at Bridge Street, but I can't. Oh, may, maybe, but that's a, it's not across the board at the Costcos though, which I think is uh, is interesting. Um, here's a question. Seventy uh, percent. I'm curious. I'm looking to get a divorce reluctantly, but I I don't know what the seventy percent means. But I yeah, believe, I was gonna say what, 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 I'm, not, I'm not sure. I'm curious. I'm looking to get a divorce reluctantly, but I, but I believe it's the next step. I wish to do so as cheaply as possible for want of a better term. What are my options? I don't understand what the for want of a better term. No means. idea. I may be wanting to do this uh, as civilly as possible, I suppose, or as as uh, amicably as possible. Well, of course, that always depends on the other side, doesn't it? Uh, yes. <laughs> and how amicable they are. So you know, nobody is obliged to have a lawyer. You can do all the paperwork yourself. Good luck. Is a is family mediation still going on? Because uh, you get mediation. You can do that by by virtual. Okay. You know. So there's but, an option for somebody who wants to do this amicably. You get you're allowed if you have children, I believe, right? You're allowed a, a few sessions on the six government. Six sessions, I believe. Yeah. yeah. That is paid for by the government, so that would mm -hmm. be the way to go. But then you would still have to file. I guess there's a, some cost to it, but. Well, yeah, you're still going to have to pay a court stamp to open the file. So right. that's uh, $308 or God okay. knows what now. They've changed the tariff since I haven't been there, but it's yeah. around that. Something like that. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, we are talking with Metolinda Linda Hammerschmidt, of course. Uh, you uh, know her well. You listen to her on Wednesdays on the Aaron Rand Show at 6.50, answering questions there as well. And you hear her here once a month for a full hour where she answers your questions. So get them in, 514-800 to text in. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Relationships in the law tonight with Maître Linda Hammerschmidt, who joins us every month to answer your questions. We've been talking about uh, virtual uh, courts and actually this person came up with something i'm just not sure if you would know how to use it if it was available to you but it says i'm surprised no one has yet come up with the equivalent of a blue screen background app in order to block out personal surroundings when skyping live which makes sense because of the distractions when you're in a courtroom you, you're, all, you're all looking at the same stuff when you're on zoom with a whole bunch of different people you're all distracted by their backgrounds Yes, but I don't think anybody's going to pass a law that says you have to have this background so people can choose backgrounds. I believe Zoom has backgrounds to choose from, but uh, this is not necessarily the same setup is going to be used for uh, 
court, court virtual trials. Yeah. And, and and that's another frustration here. You, you attend one virtual conference and it's they're using Zoom. You attend another one and it's a thing right. called SD. Now this other thing was WebRTC. And none of them work the same. <laughs> oh, no. None of them have anything in the same place. <laughs> and, 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 oh, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe they need to make one specifically for the courts. First of all, Zoom is known to not be so secure. So, like, if people can yes, hack which into is why that. I, I think that they've chosen this other one, but it's certainly secure if you can't even damn well use it. <laughs> Yeah, it's keeping you out. <laughs> and quite frankly, I'm sure there are hackers somewhere that can hack in and in anywhere and, and do whatever. So, so much for for keeping family law undercover. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, someone wants to know how much does it cost and how long does it take without a lawyer to get divorced? That's a big question because that, well, that depends, right? Well, first of all, right? if you're just separating now, it's going to take you the same amount of time at least as anybody else. You, you file your papers and you have to wait a year that you're separated. Right. And uh, cost is depending on if you really feel up to being able to do all the paperwork yourself. Uh, then it's just going to be the court stamp, really. And uh, you're going to have to uh, deal with getting your consent typed up and, you know, mm-hmm. filed or whatever. If you have to pay somebody along the way, that's something else. But it can't be a non-lawyer because that's illegal. Right. Either you can do everything by yourself or you do it with a lawyer, but you can't have somebody pretending to be a lawyer on the side doing all your proceedings for you that you then use. Uh, oh, interesting. Okay. Someone says be amicable and use the same lawyer. Save lots of money. Is that a good idea to use the same lawyer? No. Okay. Tell why. And the reason is because when it breaks down and everybody's uh, mad or they want to change, neither party can use that lawyer. Ah. So you got to start all over again with somebody else. Okay. Huh. Um, and also, I, I remember getting from like people. And, and, and might I add, oh. sorry to interrupt, but might I add that if you have kinds of clauses in your agreement that says, uh, Everybody's made voluntary uh, disclosures of everything they have, and they're satisfied, and they understand everything. Don't try to come back later and say, I didn't understand anything because I had the same lawyer as my ex. Mm-hmm. Well, who, who forced you to have the same lawyer as your ex? Right. You chose to have the same lawyer, so stop complaining. So not always the, the best thing. What about, um, I remember a few times people were saying they're waiting, they're waiting, they're waiting to get their final like the final judgment, I guess, or, or once you deposit, once you fill out the paperwork, you've been separate, you've been separated for a year, the paperwork is in, how long does it actually and take to be divorced? You're not fighting over anything. Right. And you're not fighting. Yeah, over. It can still take several months because, you know, there's only so many people to go around for the number of people that are filing and the, and the paperwork that has to get verified and looked at are all the birth certificates and marriage certificate or whatever in. And if, and if they're not filed properly, then you get some month down the road or more, you get a little notice saying the file is incomplete. And then oh. by the time you complete it, it goes back and so on and so forth. So that can add to delays as well. Right. Hmm. Not an easy. What, what's the uh, rush to get divorced? You, you weren't in a rush. You were in a rush to get married, so you might as well wait to get divorced. 
yeah, you know well, how I feel about people who rush into getting married. Right. So uh, here's a question. Um, I'm moving in with my boyfriend. I heard you talk about cohabitation agreement. What should go in one? Well, anything and everything that you think could cause you a problem down the road. Who's going to pay the rent? How are you going to share the utilities? Uh, if somebody's earning more money, what percentage should they, uh, you know, just because you're living together doesn't mean it should be 50-50 mm-hmm. if somebody's earning 100 and somebody else is earning 20. Mm-hmm. So uh, you have to set those things. Then depending on if somebody gets pregnant, you're going to have to decide, you know, how to deal with the children and should you break up and what's going to happen with the furniture and you should write down what furniture you're bringing in to the marriage to the living together or or the marriage depending on but if you're just living together nonetheless some person brings in their expensive i don't know 60 inch plasma tv mm-hmm. and uh, you know you watch it for a couple of years and then somebody wants it well no i want it to take the tv well it's not your tv to take right so if you write it all down at least you don't have to worry about those receipts to prove that you're the owner and, and things like that and who uh, does this and how you're going to deal with the bank accounts you're going to have your own bank accounts you're going to have a joint bank account you're going to have and i always recommend by the way that everybody have their own bank account mm-hmm. because you also want to have a joint bank account mm-hmm. what's going to go in it what's going to get paid out of it Who's going to control it? You need two signatures to take the money at and so on. What's going to happen if you have joint credit cards and on and on and on. Anything that could be possibly part of your life, you should just talk about it and figure out what's going to happen before you hate each other. Yeah, that's true. And when they write all this down, do they do this? Is it Does it have to be like uh, it's a legal document? What? No, well, it's legal if they both date it and sign it and each have a copy of it and okay. keep it you know, somewhere. They don't have to have it notarized. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. I didn't. Okay. So they, they don't have to have, have it. They can have a lawyer do it, but, you know, they can at least, I always say at least, do it yourself if you're not going to go and see a lawyer about it or figure out what you should do. Same thing as for a will. If you know nobody's going to die because they they never make wills, right? So right. <clears throat> that's the philosophy. But if you are going to die someday, maybe you should have a will. And if you can't get to a notary or whatever, at least write it down yourself. Okay, so, so what that you want to happen with your things. So there's no need for uh, to incur costs to do this. It doesn't have to be notarized. Don't need a lawyer no, as you long as you both sign costs, it. But after you're dead, your succession will if you yeah, didn't get a notarial ta- document. But I'm talking about the um, the cohabitation agreement. Oh yeah, yeah, or or a handwritten will. Neither one is going to be with costs that may not be right. you know perfect, right. <laughs> but, it, but it's costs effective somebody writes in don't get married in a church get married in a courthouse might as well at least it's familiar surroundings when you divorce (laughs) (laughs) different floors oh there you go different floors may not be the same thing at all i always like coming out out of you know contentious uh trials and and going out the front or the back uh, doors of the courthouse and seeing all these people having their wedding pictures taken it's like a yin and a yang (laughs) Do you slip him your card? <laughs> no. I just want to get the hell out of the building at that point in time. I've been there all day. 
Oh my! <laughs> but but I do go for them. <laughs> yeah. So here's a question: My abusive partner won't return the children to me, and the courts are closed because of COVID. What can I do? Well, that can, can qualify as a, as an urgent uh, issue okay. uh, to go before the court and have either access or custody try to be changed on an interim basis. Okay. So there's emergency measures, and yeah, they will pay but if attention it's just to that. that. You know, if it's because the COVID, they haven't been seeing each other, uh, haven't allowed access with the children since March the 15th or whatever, it's time to go to court. Right, absolutely. Um, we're talking with Metro Linda Hammerschmidt, our family law attorney. She will answer your questions at 514-800. Of course, you're always welcome to call in as well to 514-790-0800. So we have uh, a question coming up about pets, custody of pets. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Metrolinda Hammerschmidt is with us tonight answering your legal questions, 514-800. Metrolinda, are there similar laws regarding pets as there are for child custody when getting a divorce? There's no law that specifies either in the Divorce Act or the Civil Code about uh, having or or right to pet custody. That doesn't mean that you can't ask for uh, terms and conditions regarding the pet that has been shared in the family. Mm-hmm. But there's no article of the code that talks about that per se. What have you seen happen when it comes to pets? Like, have you ever had to deal with these situations? Well, you know, people either, you know, first of all, they fight over who who bought the dog or the cat or the bird or whatever it is, and mm-hmm. which is why you need to keep your receipts. And then even if uh, somebody bought the dog, it's, no, I'm the one that always walked the dog and so on and so forth. So, you know. Uh, when there are children involved, usually what one tries to do is have the dog go with the children back and forth. Ah, okay. Unless unless one parent has decided all of a sudden that they're allergic and, right. <laughs> and can't I have don't it. I want but, the dog, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. because normally the dog is uh, attached more to the children. But, you know, if there's a couple that are a certain age or their children are gone and they have a dog, well, you know. I'd like to say try to be reasonable to work out a schedule, but also try to remember as the dog gets older, shuffling back and forth between houses may be also difficult, although there are lots of people uh, of a certain age that take their dog to a secondary home up north or in the eastern townships and back at home, and the dog, you know, just goes along. Right. There's a, there's an article in uh, I saw just recently. There's a dog celebrating in Tennessee's 20th birthday. It's a golden retriever. I should li- I should hope that Max lives that long. I had a dog live 19 years. Wow. Yeah. Small dog. It, no, it was a medium sized dog, and wow. and he was a dog that I got uh, when I was a teenager. It was given to me by a boyfriend at the time. I was a young teenager, and the dog, when I moved out and all that, the dog stayed behind with my parents. But um, yeah, lived nineteen nineteen years. Amazing, well, amazing. Bless dog. it so. Yeah, yeah. And another one that lived fourteen years. So that was. Uh... Well, yeah, they're definitely homes that help. 
part, definitely part of the family. Uh, this texture writes, I know a very wealthy couple who divorced, battled a little about cottage, boat, cars, condo in Florida, but they spent more battling for the dog than everything else combined. <laughs> Sometimes it's also a question of what irks the other side more that has a tendency to fuel battles. Mm, you mean they put, they pick a fight purposely because it well they know that the the dog is really the apple of the eye of the other one so i'm gonna ask for it right but are dogs treated as they're treated as objects in these in these fights well they made some progress in legislation being now termed to be sentient beings but that still doesn't mean that they're not across the board usually treated as property like your sofa but right people are becoming a bit more enlightened uh, in that uh, situation than they were in the past but still I wonder if anybody if anybody has used like dog psychologists or something to say that it would be bad for the dog to be moved around or you could make a battle of experts that way too yeah (laughs) that's you gotta have a lot of money you want to waste yeah that's uh that's quite true so in the last few minutes we have left, is there anything that has come up that you want to talk about? or? Uh... No, I'm hanging up now. <laughs> yeah. Don't go. Don't go. Don't go. Don't go. <laughs> so how I might bit... have some more interesting things to say, uh, depending on a case that I'm about to start into with trust. Okay. <clears throat> and... Uh... There's a recent court case at the Supreme Court level that talked about trust and how uh, even though theoretically in in law, the parties did not own uh, the house because it was owned, in fact, by a trust, uh, the court has interpreted that in a more uh, large fashion so that uh, the have rights that are conferred conferred upon them, uh, such as usage of the house, Mm -hmm. and can be uh, partitioned. But that's just, you know, particular cases. Right. Well, we have have Monica on the line who has a question for you, so we'll take her. Hi, Monica. Yes, good evening. First of all, I would love to tell you that I love your program. Oh, thank you, Monica. Appreciate that. And uh, I find it very interesting that you have your lawyer with you. <laughs> she's been with us for many years, so yes, yeah, we're not get, we're not getting rid of her anytime soon. <laughs> no, she sounds really terrific. <laughs> What's okay, your question? the question is: um, first of all, I have a dog of seventeen years. Oh wow! Yeah, Ooh, my, her name is Zuki. Uh huh. And she's a little Shih Tzu. Wow. And we just finished walking this evening. I walk her out. I don't keep her at home so that she, you know she whittles away. So we went to we go to the park. Well, it used to be two times a day, but now it's only one time a day. Well, that's amazing. Good. Yeah, you I'm sound very like happy. a good a good doggy mommy. Actually, there are a lot of dogs at the moment that are sort of starved for exercise because the parks, the dog parks in certain areas have not been open. Uh, open. Oh and wow! So everybody has to walk their dog on a leash, basically, right. and so the dog doesn't get to run around with it with its friends. Right. But hopefully that's... that will end soon too. Right. So, Monica, you have a question about a will? I wanted to make one comment. The dog park uh, for little Shih Tzu, uh, I leave it out of that. I like her to be her greeting her regular friends in the in the park. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
Every, uh, everybody to its own. That's exactly, right. Exactly, exactly. Now, the question is, if you make a personal will or a will that you write yourself, uh, are there witnesses that are necessary and how many? Well, there are two types of uh, wills that can be like that. One is a completely holograph will where you have to write it out by yourself. The only necessity for witnesses, they don't have to watch you writing out your will, but they do have to watch you sign at the bottom and date it. And the other one, if it can be typed, uh, there is a, a, a more formal version and uh, then, of course, in any event, I always recommend, as I've said mm -hmm. before, that you do a notarial will because then it, the other two versions, they have to be uh, probated by the court. And God forbid anybody has a will right now. They died. Oh, <laughs> it's boy. not considered urgent to go and have your will probated. And so things could be in limbo for quite some time with mm -hmm. the estate as a result of that. So. Uh, Always recommend going to a notary. I know that lawyers say that's terrible of me to do so, but you can no. have a, a, a will by a lawyer, but that also has to be probated. So, Right. Monica, thank you so much for calling in. We, I think we can squeeze one more call in. Selena joins us. Hi, Selena. Hi. Thank you for taking my phone call. Pleasure. Yes, my father died in October, and he was allowing this man who I'd had a relationship for a very short period of time uh, to live there since over 10 years now and now he doesn't want to leave and I don't know how to what to do to tell him that he has to leave sorry I, I, it's not, it wasn't clear to me at the beginning who oh, died I, I, sorry go ahead who died my father died and he had somebody living in his home with him in his condo not with him no he was living there alone and he'd given him a letter to live there and now he's passed away and I don't believe the man wants to move, and I'm scared, and I don't know what to do, how to tell him okay. to move out. Okay, did your father leave a will? It, in the will, he left it to, uh, you know, his estate, his children. Okay, so, but there's an executor, uh, a liquidator of the will. Yes. That person can obviously revoke the letter that your father gave this person, that they can use it. It could be nice and give them 30-day notice, but tell them that they have to be out of the house and that's it. Or you're going to have to go and have uh, have them evicted through probably the rental board. By the liquidator or the executor? Well, they're the ones that are in charge of settling the estate. And what if that happens to be one of the children? It still doesn't matter? No, no. Whoever's Whoever you saying the children are minors? No, they're majors. <laughs> no, no. So they should have a registered letter sent to this person to say, uh, as you know, Mr. So-and-so has passed on, and uh, the letter that you received is uh, now considered to be revoked, and uh, you'll have to vacate. And if you still have problems with that, the only other uh, remedy would be that uh, you give a notice before the end of December of this year <laughs> that that the person, uh, one of the people in the family, is going to take possession to stay in the house or sell it. And no, no buyer is going to be bound by this person having stayed there. There you go. All right, Selena, good luck and so sorry for your loss. Yes. Appreciate you calling in. Well, nice, Linda. Selena. We made it under the wire there, so uh, thank you once again, and we shall uh, we talk shall, in July. We shall do this virtually uh, by phone, whatever. <laughs> 
in in July, and um, maybe we can do some social distancing uh, get-togethers, you and I. <laughs> okay. Are you still not allowed to go to the studio? I'm still, no. I got my studio at home, and as, as few people as possible in the studios is, uh, is what... Uh, is the goal so okay. since i'm set up here i might as well stay here that's it <laughs> it's convenient for me i'm happy well there you go yeah thank no you no driving late at night yeah exactly appreciate it all the best okay. to you stay safe have a good evening all right bye bye uh thank you all for your texts uh, your questions really appreciate it thank you to uh, chris aiken our technical producer tonight you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito, or you can also pick up some of our podcasts and uh, or through my website, drlori.com. Uh, That's where you get the podcast. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening. Stay safe and remember to live your life with passion.